All right, welcome to the Two Sons Podcast. Uh, we are covering Rings of Power, episode six today. Uh, if you notice that Luke's face looks a little bit jacked up, it was way more jacked up on <laughs> Sunday when his Murphy bed just slammed him into the ground and broke his molar and ripped his <laughs> ear off of his head. Really interesting stories. You're going to want to go to our Andor episode uh, from episode five of Andor that we covered. It should be just just shortly back in our feed. Luke will tell that story. That was one of the wildest stories. A legit near-death experience for yes. Luke over the weekend, which is crazy. But uh, I'm here. But, but bear in mind his his general <laughs> effed up appearance is is a is a result of uh, of about a major five hundred pounds of a of a frame of a Murphy bed just slamming his head yeah, into the ground. It was only from a neck and head trauma that I <laughs> that I experienced over the weekend. He's only mildly uh, affected by CTE at this point. <laughs> um, I just start to get really angry for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, are you sleeping with my wife? <laughs> so, uh, uh, the Rings of Power episode. This one was interesting, and, I, and I'm excited to talk about it because you um, didn't pick up on a very specific scene. But when I, when well, I dude, I was you, literally I fresh out of a brain trauma when I watched this. So yeah, that's true. That's true. By the I way, did you have any concussion symptoms? Actually, no. So, like all jokes aside. I was just super shooken up and just kind of like generalized. It, it was like, I, I don't think I actually sustained a, a major head trauma. Like I, I didn't lose consciousness. I don't think like I haven't had headaches. I I'd, I haven't had confusion at all. So like I've been, I've been with it. I've so. had a concussion. You would know. Yeah. Like I don't when you get I a did. concussion, like, you know, dude, I don't know. I would pay big money to see the video of me getting slammed into the ground by oh, that dude. Murphy bed. And I honestly think, okay, so I'm a, I'm a man of faith and I honestly think that I had like a guardian angel like <laughs> doing some crazy stuff as I was getting smashed by this Murphy bed because the fact that I walked out of that thing and didn't have a broken neck or a broken jaw is mind-boggling. And the fact that I didn't have like a head trauma like yeah, I just got lucky. He was holding a crowbar and a power drill while this was happening. Like over my head and somehow they didn't like land on me. But oh, yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, you definitely got extraordinarily extraordinarily um lucky yeah um, uh there was one other thing no was, concussion though well and, and then in general too like i want like i wonder if uh like compression on the skull is not the same as like impact with the skull no you're or true something like no that, you're you totally know? right um there's a there's a level of jostling that occurs in your brain when when you get like tackled or when you're in a, a car accident and thankfully the movement of me just getting smashed into the ground apparently wasn't enough to like jostle my brain back and forth. Or if it was, it was side to side, which, you know, I feel like is more favorable than the front to back type mm -hmm. jostling. But yeah, like if you, if you feel like behind your ears, like you can feel how strong your bones are. Yeah. It makes sense in that, in that area. And that's what was crushed. And that's why my ear cartilage was hanging out of my head. <laughs> Because your ear, your your ear, your ear skin is, not, is not all that strong, but everything underneath it is. The, so, uh, um, in in general, I, I like when I got my concussion, I got it from an off ball screen uh, oh, playing geez. basketball. Like I, I was running one way, looking the other way, and just ran into somebody going full oh. speed, and uh, like it, like immediately disoriented, immediately headache. Like it, it, oh, you, I see. Like I had a bunch of like brief shake-up type of things earlier in my life. I was like, oh, I wonder if I had a concussion. And then when I finally got one, I'm like, oh, that's a concussion. That's what a concussion <laughs> is. Like, <laughs> my brain is messed up. <laughs> yeah, so but, thankfully, I don't think I sustained like yeah. an actual brain injury. Uh, it was all, it was mostly superficial. 
Yeah, Luke. Uh, Luke and I were taking our wives to uh, to uh, San Diego this weekend, and he's going to be walking around uh, the Gaslam Quarter all compromised. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> get some good photos <laughs> with uh, my sutures. I'm going to have Elena take him out. You guys can. You going to take him that. out before we go? Probably. No, no, no. They have to be in for longer than that. But I'm trying to decide if the ER doc had like gone through the cartilage. Like, if I wonder if I have just like 14 piercings of <laughs> of sutures, or if they're all more superficial than that. Like, I haven't been able to look. But I'm excited to like really get in there and take a look. I'm gonna like clean it off super super well like later tonight and, and try and get all the. I'm really the glad they were able off. to save your ear, man. Dude, I know it's yeah. literally black and blue. Would like, you guys have still listened to the show if Luke had one ear? That's the real. Dude, that would be a really know. cool one ear podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to sit over here <laughs> and have the whole entire time. What? <laughs> what? It's like Jason, my ear hole doesn't refract yeah. the noise into my <laughs> ear the way it does on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm good. I'm good oh man check out uh, the andor episode it's a good story yeah the andor episode will tell the tell the full story yeah be careful with your murphy beds yeah actually don't buy murphy beds yeah. just don't buy them yeah like honestly i will never own a murphy bed in my life again you don't need that many that much room for activities get a nice pull-out couch the brothers guys were wrong yeah uh, <laughs> so before we get started you guys know the drill if you guys could please subscribe to the channel we'd sincerely appreciate that i also have a link in the description that will take you to all of our socials if you guys could follow those as well we play uh, post little clips there and things like that we do fun things with our wives and our friend group uh for tiktok too like little um games and stuff like that um rings of power so before we get into the the nitty-gritty of it the climactic scene mm-hmm. um when adar pulls the old switcheroo with the axe and the in the sword hilt yes and his creepy old guy devotee uh opens up the key that opens up a dam that releases water clearly the trenches that the orcs have been digging are designed to funnel the water yeah i was wondering what those were for so i'm going to give you one last chance oh geez so the water gets funneled in to the base of the mountain yes falls into the lava pool oh i do remember that and scene instantly vaporizes and causes the mountain to explode in a volcano i see where was the one volcano in Lord of the Rings? Mount Doom. Mount Doom. I see. This is the... So, I was suspicious about this. I I was talking to Luke earlier and he didn't know... He didn't get the Mount Doom Again, thing head injury. <laughs> I'm over here just drilling and Jason's just, <laughs> Jason's just talking to me about... Jason just does his best to keep our podcast <laughs> yeah, going like, even though I'm just incompetent. Luke, I think what you meant to say was... <laughs> just TBI Luke over there. Yeah, um, I'm coming back. I'm coming back strong. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, the uh, which, first of all, little known fact that I learned in my deep research of the Pacific Ring of Fire after my visit to the Pacific Northwest and oh, my, my volcano obsession. Um, typically, uh, in many cases, what causes a volcano to explode is the magma reaching the water table beneath the surface. Oh, so that was like legitimate science that had happened. Yes, yes immediately wow. vaporizing it and leading it Vaporize. to Vaporize. But um, I was suspicious because we never hear of anything called the Southlands during, um, during Lord of the Rings. So it makes sense that the Southlands essentially become Mordor, where, where the orcs um, basically call their homeland and where yeah. Sauron builds his his towers and things along those lines. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you picked that up. The uh, first legitimate large battle scene, I thought it was, yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. It was cool. The the plan that. Um, uh, the plan that the uh, that uh, Arondir had for the villagers was really smart. 
trapping them in the flames right. and, and doing all of that. And then that tower where he, he only had shot like one rope and then the entire tower came crashing down uh-huh. over the orcs. That was cool. I wonder if that was something that was set up by the elves like years and years and years prior to that or if they had set that up just within the last few days. I feel like that had been set up a long time ago. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's a good question. And clearly Adar protects the large portion of his army with some sort of magic because all of that debris is falling directly on them. Right. And he manages to Dude, but not only that, I mean, he had a huge army. I mean, there was lines and lines of orcs as they were climbing up that that um that sloped area up to that that stronghold well that was what was so stupid about that battle scene is like there was only like maybe 200 orcs that they killed in that village yeah and they're all like celebrating and stuff i'm like this is clearly not all right this was easy wow this is easy my theory though ended up being correct that the two the two timelines about uh about the numenorians coming to help kind of that being taking place like a month prior so that they right. show up directly when they need them. Right. Because and we know that because it it was a day's ride. Although it was like a day of sailing and a day's ride from a day's sailing up the river and then a day's ride because they they did say it did, one thing that stood out to me is when they did ride like they were Full blown, like charging into battle the entire way there. <laughs> Could like, you imagine those horses? Yeah, the horses just. Ah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, but so basically, the the cavalry comes in, messes everybody up. Adar pulls the pulls the old switcheroo. You actually hear him say something like, "I have one last job for you." To that guy. Oh right. Um, and then the, the really the there was two other things. There's not not a whole lot to get to in this episode. The the um, Galadriel's convo with Adar. Mm-hmm. She refers to him as a, and I can't remember the exact, um, uh, it was like Moriandir or something like that. I can't remember the exact name that he used, but I think it was it was more something because that makes sense why they end up calling it Mordor. Oh, I um, see. Right. But uh, basically she exclaimed, uh, it explains that they were elves that they meaning orcs the, uh, they became the fr- like this group of elves which was called the moriandir or whatever it was and i'm probably butchering that but um they became the first orcs essentially and adar clearly has a lot of pride in his people right because he views orc almost as like a slur oh yeah and he was like it's actually called uruk that's what we like uh that's what we and it kind of makes sense because orc is almost like the like the rushed kind of nasty version sounding of the translation of uruk that's what a foreigner would say right yeah and and like he it just he clearly he clearly has a ton of pride in his race so to speak and galadriel clearly like is like in favor of genocide, like there's no, there's no like <laughs> silver, like silver, like there's no like uh, rosy colored glasses way to look at her ideology. Like she wants to murder every last one of them. That's and says so directly to his face. Actually, a really interesting take, and I haven't thought about it like that because everyone's everyone's all for it. You bunch of weirdos, genocide weirdos. All of our viewers kill the orcs. No, well, like, so, that, that's, that's how I am too. It's like get rid of the orcs; they suck. Well, okay, but the, it, the orcs are terrible. The I, I think they're trying to establish a gray area here, and I get it. Um, but Lord of the Rings is not really much of a gray area type of. We talked it's about it's good this. and evil. It's right? good and evil. It, yeah. Get rid of evil. Exactly. So in Galadriel's defense, like this is not this is not like differing cultures attacking each I other. I understand. She this doesn't is good and evil. Ex- like, exactly, and that's that's the true difference. Like all all jokes aside, like 
you know, it is, that's, that's what Lord of the Rings is. That's, that's the difference between Lord of the Rings and, and, you know, Game of Thrones is it's just good versus evil. It's very cut and dry. It is Star Wars-esque a little bit though, where like there is, even though the Sith are evil, there is a reason behind their behavior. Exactly. And I, and I genuinely believe that Adar and his, his people, his orcs, his Uruks, he feels like they have a purpose here and that these are his, their lands and that they're supposed to be able to live here and all this different right. stuff. Like it, I, there, it does remind me of star Wars where like you're hearing, you know, Darth Bane explain like, you know, or, or Darth Sidious, like this is, this is what the galaxy needs. When you right. order like the galaxy is actually better when we're in charge. Like there's a, there's a there's lot a of theory. like theory. Yeah. There's, there's a like belief a system yeah. behind how they act, but they're also clearly evil. They're clearly evil yes. because it, it, yeah, they're exceedingly evil because as soon as uh, some of the villagers go to their side, the, the orcs automatically just pit them against each other mm-hmm. and, and they essentially lead them into battle knowing that they're going to get slaughtered. Like there's definitely still like a good and a bad side, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, Adar clearly has history with Halbrand to the point where Halbrand wants to... It's actually kind of cool how like Galadriel stops Halbrand from killing him. Yeah. And then and then Halbrand stops Galadriel from killing him. Like, right. And, and then she's like, thanks for holding me back. And then he's like, thanks for doing the same for me. Like, right. But they, they clearly... Like uh, Halbrand clearly has some sort of history with Adar. Presumably uh, um, he was... So this is where it gets interesting because my original theory that Adar is Sauron, I'm not sure... Yeah, he. It does not seem like that's the case. And again, our viewers probably know, but Jason, our Adar says I killed Sauron. He does. You don't remember that in the episode? TBI, Jay. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes, I forgot about Luke's traumatic brain injury. (laughs) I was trying to figure out how to drink water then because my molar was (laughs) fractured. Okay. (laughs) It's like I got to drink like this, so it's the other side of my teeth. Um, But yeah, like he he straight up tells Galadriel I murdered Sauron, and she calls him a liar. Mm. So. I don't know where they're going with that because Sauron's clearly still alive. So maybe, I don't know, maybe it's like a possession thing. Maybe Sauron's spirit possessed this guy. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but the, the the one thing that throws a big wrench in it is Halbrun's been on the run for a while. Mm-hmm. But clearly at one point he was in the Southlands and clearly at a time when Adar was operating there. I see. And the orcs have been gone for a long time. Right. They're, this is their big return to the foray. So something's going on there with Adar and I'm really, I am a hundred percent intrigued and interested in finding out what it is, but there's definitely something going on there. Did you find it? It was funny at the end of the episode when they're like, Halbrand, like these are your people, you're their King. And he's like, I am a king. <laughs> that was like, it was like very uneventful, and everyone's like, "We have a king now." Yeah, yeah. Long live the king of the south. I know, and he's like, long "Yes, I'm here." It could have been anybody. Yeah, there's there's no doubt that um, that that the rings of power has struggled a little bit towing that line of cheesy compared yeah. to the other three shows, two shows that we've been covering. But yeah, they're both I'm enjoying it. But it's definitely towing that line a little bit. I hear you. I'm I'm for sure enjoying it. But I I, I get that assessment for sure. I How does Galadriel survive the lava flow that's coming right at her face? I don't know. The end scene of the episode, like the 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 volcano is just bearing down on them and his feet away from her when when it goes black. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm curious. Yeah. Oh 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 oh. I know what you're talking about. Well, you see a preview. And she's. Oh, did you see the preview? I didn't yeah, watch it. What there's another in the preview? preview. So she she survives. Obviously, she survives. <laughs> and it's like, 
It looks like, you know, in like California, when they have their inevitable like summer forest fire, one of them, <laughs> yes. like, like all jokes aside too. in Arizona too. And like you see footage like inside the fire where there's like massive trees that are burning and there's just ash everywhere and an occasional like burning ember floating through the sky like that. That's what it looks like. And okay. then she stands up and she's just covered in soot. Uh, so yeah, who knows? I, I, I don't know. I don't know how she really survives curious. it, but it yeah. looks it looks bad. But what'll end up happening is um the orcs will probably in pretty rapid fashion conquer the Southlands and mm-hmm. I, I I'm I'm like there's a lot to get to. Um I actually did see a, a brief preview where the the M&M looking guy is like spitting fire out of his mouth. I don't know if uh, that might have been a trailer huh. I saw. I don't know if I'd but seen yeah, it. Yeah, I I I'm, you know, I kind of like that I have very little like bearing on Tolkien's kind of like worldview for this because I feel like I'm getting exposed to something new. Right. And, uh, and, and I don't know where this is going and and I'm excited to find out. Well, and a lot of people would tell you that this isn't even Tolkien's story at this point. Mm -hmm. It's just the, uh, the name, right? An interpretation of it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did think my, the last thing uh, that I wanted to, to hit on was, uh, I really thought it was cool when Elendil was telling, um, uh, Isildur that like when you ride into battle with a horse you become permanently bonded with the yeah. horse I thought that was really really cool that was really cool mm-hmm. Isildur is such an important character in the Lord of the Rings he's a monumentally important right character. like he's the dude right yeah. and uh, it's kind of interesting because they've actually done a good job not just making the story only about him oh absolutely you know so that, that's been kind of that's been kind of cool to see just from like a plot standpoint and from like a, a writing standpoint it's like mm-hmm. yes like we know who he is we know he's super super important Right now, he's a boy, mm-hmm. and he's growing. Dude, that was a gnarly scene. Uh, the amount of blood that was coming out of what's her face's shoulder when the arrow was in it. Oh, I know. Like, cauterizing. Oh, it, and it stuff. was all like, yeah, it was all clotted up. Oh, dude, and he was like just, just dude. coming out like a hose. Like it was wild. And from like the medical side in me, I'm just thinking about all the blood that's in her lungs at that point. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like, dude. could you imagine? So, so all that blood is like evacuating from the body, right? It's just being like just falling from her body and then they they seal it up and i'm just thinking well that's all in her thoracic cavity now so that's good enjoy the next 15 minutes (laughs) (laughs) but i know so that that was pretty wild and uh lord of the rings actually is more gruesome than i thought it was going to be like they they're leaning into that and uh it actually it looks good though i think it looks good gruesome show originally or movie originally true that's right um the kid does end up betraying them and giving out the location of the so the kid directly responsible for mount doom (laughs) (laughs) yeah like you will go down in history Theo's his name? Yeah, yeah. Theo. Theo, the, when you watch Lord of the Rings, just remember Theo. Just Theo. When, yeah, like they wouldn't even, they would not have even been able to forge the Ring of Power if it was not for Theo. Mount Theo. Like, ruined it all. Yeah. And like the old, the old hide, hide it under the floor trick. I'm not sure if. Uh, in a barn. In a barn, yeah. <laughs> like, like kind of like, like I can't even believe he didn't run out and bury it in the forest somewhere. Yeah, I know. Um, but that's all I had. That's all I've got too. All right. As always, we sincerely appreciate you guys' support. We will see you next week. Thanks a lot.